You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke with the Francis Roy Agency. We are so excited about our guest today because we don't focus a lot on kids, but really that's where creativity starts. So I'm so excited to introduce you to Shervin Rasa, and he is the CEO of the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Emerald Coast. Hey, Shervin. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being with us. So let's give a little bit of background here. Shervin is my new best friend. Um, no, <laughs> we are besties for the resties. No, we really love what the Boys and Girls Club of the Emerald Coast does. And we've been uh, working with the organization on some stuff here at the agency and just talking a lot about the root of creativity and where it comes from. And the more that we work with the Boys and Girls Club and all the awesome people that Shervin has on his team there, the more that we're understanding that creativity is really fostered when you're a child, obviously, which is, you know, that seems obvious, but I don't think it is to everyone, but you guys really focus on this element of fun. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. With our mission for, I always tell our staff, if you really want to make an impact on kids and especially in this era, it's, it's that disguised learning or fun with a purpose where we're doing these up activities and disguise learning and high yield activities where kids are learning. They have no idea they're learning, but they're having fun doing it. And fun is one of our positive youth development strategies. And if kids aren't having fun, they're not going to want to be here. They're not going to want to foster relationships with caring adults and things like that. So fun is a huge recipe of our creativity. And it's as simple as taking I like to use billiards, a pool game, and making it a geometry activity or a math activity where kids have no idea that they're learning, but they are learning and it makes it fun and a little bit of that competitive spirit and whatnot as well, too. That's awesome. So, you know, when you're a kid, I think fun is one of those things that you're expected to have fun when you're a kid, but you don't realize that the element of fun is building this foundation of your growth, of your maturity, really of your like resilience as an adult. And even more so, I think for creative business owners where, you know, we need to step back and maybe dip back into that childhood type of fun so that we can bolster our creativity a little bit more. Would you agree? I mean, do you think that adults are missing out on being, having fun, like kids have fun? I 100% agree. I'm almost 47 years old and I'm still kind of a big kid on the inside and I'm always myself looking to have fun and joke around and be jovial with my friends and whatnot so I yes I do think there are some adults that are I guess fuddy-duddies would be the best terminology I like to use but yeah having fun, I think it is the key to happiness, even as an adult, but more so as a kid. And, and especially with everything that is going on right now, kids see so much bad news and negativity and, and so much sadness and sorrow in the world it, and arguing and bickering. I think it, it's monumental for them to have a place where they can go to have fun. And 
it would be great if everywhere they went was fun from school to wherever they go after school and their home and their church and just outside playing with their friends. Because I, I think when kids are happy and having fun, they're going to learn better. They're going to grow better. And those are the moments that they're going to look back on. And that's going to help foster their what they're going to be as an adult and what they pass on to their own kids or wh whoever they mentor or, or, or things like that. So I'm so glad you brought up the impact that this, this whole year has had on kids because I think we overlook that a lot where, you know, we're so focused on what this is, ha you know, how this is impacting us when I mean adults, um, our businesses and things like that. But kids have really struggled through this year. And maybe if you're a parent, you can see that with your own children or whatever, but across the board, it has to be so hard to be a kid right now. And your program and what you guys are doing with the Boys and Girls Club um, here locally, you guys have really been helping kids. You see the impact that this year has had on kids. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, what's this year been like? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big normative culture guy. And what that means is, it, and even as adults, I mean, we have a normative culture that we live in as a society. And I think as of March of this year, it changed for everyone across the planet, not just here locally or in one state or in our country, but across the planet. It's like the normative culture for human beings changed. And I can't even imagine being a seven or eight year old watching this. And one day you're going to school and next day you're not going to school and you haven't been to school, you haven't been around your friends, you don't know what's going on. And all you hear are big words like pandemic and virus and death tolls and infected and positivity rate and, and people arguing about it. And, and it, it, it's just been such a scary world. For me, it has been, I can only imagine what, what kids have felt like. And for when we reopened March, May 11th, it was very difficult decision for us. And it was very scary for us to reopen as well too. But we did and did it as quickly as we could because of restoring some of that normative culture back for kids, that sense of belonging and that sense of usefulness and that sense of development that kids need to have. And, you know, I can only imagine the learning loss that is going to happen for, for this whole generation now of kids that sat home and, and yet a lot of kids did virtual learning and things like that. But, you know, I, I remember when I was in school, man, I was horrible at algebra. There was not enough in-person algebra someone could could teach me to learn it ever. So I can only imagine kids trying to learn chemistry and algebra and literature online and not having that human to human contact. So but but the, the big thing of the big realm of uncertainty that kids had and still probably have. And th this was all new for us. And you have a bunch of adults that you're looking up to, hoping they're making the right decisions and they're keeping you safe and whatnot. So I, I you know, I, I can never put myself in kids' shoes because it's something that none of us have dealt with. But I, I hope that, and I know a lot of our school districts and a lot of our other organizations like ours all did an amazing job of pulling things together and, and reopening and providing services still, even from afar for kids. But that, to me, that sense of that normative culture is huge and, and losing gaps in that for kids could be, you know, 
extremely negative in their in their youth development. Well, and you talked a little bit, you touched on some something that I think is very important, which is the consistency aspect. And you know this, but when we, you and I were working together to figure out if, if FRA was the right R&D team for Boys and Girls Club, which, so my husband was active duty military for 20 years. And then I worked obviously in marketing and tourism. And so the Boys and Girls Club, no matter where we lived, was that consistent part, an integral part of our parenting um, formula. So we knew if we lived in Abilene or if we lived in Cheyenne or if we lived here or whatever, that we could count on the Boys and Girls Club to help us with the kids because we couldn't be, you know, maybe Greg was deployed or, you know, whatever that kind of looked at looked like. And I think there's this misconception that the Boys and Girls Club is just for kids who are at risk, but you're the one that taught me that all kids are at risk. So that is not like a poverty um, specific thing. It is not an income specific thing. It's that if you are a child and you are wherever you live, there are different types of risk factors for you. And the Boys and Girls Club is really this kind of like puzzle piece that helps families. I loved that. That was what made me fall in love with your organization. I mean, it's just, it's huge. Yeah. The world the kids live in now is so different than the world that I lived in, but yeah. systematically so much more different because to me, at, you know, all kids are kids that need us the most now, every yeah. child, my children, your children, they're all at risk because, you know, the internet is a 24 seven, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop situation. Yeah. Kids are getting positive or negative information constantly. Kids are communicating with each other constantly. So there's so many more avenues for kids to be pulled into negative behaviors because of that. So, and and every kid now, you know, has access to the internet or has access to cell phones or has access to go see videos of bad things or hear about bad things or learn how to do bad things. And, and so it's just, it's, it's a whole different world we live in right now. And, and we as adults have to do a better job of, you know, you can't really protect kids from seeing any of that. I think that's virtually impossible nowadays, but it's, it's building those mechanisms in kids to make the right decisions, to make the positive decisions. Absolutely. You talked about normative culture and that, I mean, really the technology piece is part of their, their culture. Now there is, so difficult it's so difficult to keep a child's eyes off of a device 24 hours a day unless you're with them in your home and you're with them 24 hours a day and you know what they have access to but you know if your child's going to school or they're going to an after school program or really whatever they're doing the odds are that they are um, interfacing with technology at some point so or even if they don't have it people are kids are definitely talking about it in mm-hmm. school. I mean, it is a part of their social system. So that really spoke to me in terms of all children really are, they all kids need us regardless oh, yeah. of their income or where they live or whatever. And so that's huge. I, you, for me, I understand Boys and Girls Club from a parent perspective. Now I'm starting to understand it from a, from an individual that can help make an impact. Right. And that is, really so critical. So why give to the Boys and Girls Club? You know, we're getting ready to go into giving season. So when this episode comes up, it'll be the same week as Giving Tuesday, which is this huge social crowdfunding. You know, if if I'm a business owner and I'm asking you, why should I give to the Boys and Girls Club? Like, 
in a couple sentences or however long you want to do it, what's really the impact there? Great question. I, when I go and speak to groups, adult groups or professional groups about boys and girls clubs, one of the very first things I do is I ask the room, how many of you can remember an adult in your childhood outside of your parents or your family outside of your house, whether it was a teacher or mentor or coach or whatever that had a positive impact on your life that you remember to this day. And I don't think I've ever spoke to a group where not one person raised their hand. And to me, it's about those relationships kids foster outside of their households, outside of school with that one adult that's going to make a difference in their lives. And we do provide that with our informal mentorship. And, and why, why give to a mission like ours? Well, we, every year our Florida Alliance does a study of the dollars that are invested in the Boys and Girls Clubs on a statewide level and the effect that it has within communities. And our last Tax Watch study showed that every dollar invested in Boys and Girls Clubs organizations in the state of Florida had somewhere between a four to five dollar positive multiplier effect wow. in those communities. And what, and what does that mean in a nutshell? Really, it means that we're going to get kids through high school we're going to get them graduated. We're going to have their, we're going to make sure they're going to have a plan for their future. So they're not getting involved in criminal activities or juvenile justice issues or drugs or, or premarital sex and having kids at an early age that doesn't allow them to, to be able to foster their own development. It's going to build the next generation of adults in our community. Our true legacy as adults is how well we prepare our children for the future. That, that's the best thing you're going to leave behind is how well, whether they're your kids or, or, or not your kids, but as a community as a whole. So to me, you know, dollars are dollars, but our dollars invested in our mission make a huge impact. They save kids' lives. It does. Well, and the kids, they are the ones that are going to be positioned for the future to make sure that as a country and as a society and as the human race, I mean, they carry that for us. So we have to take care of them. We have to be invested in taking care of them. And I think of the people that I've met in your organization that, well, first of all, I'll say this, a lot, so many members of your team have been there a long time. And I think that really speaks to the strength of the mission. So you have this kind of like, the people that work for you are really, really bought into the mission themselves. I think of Anthony, I think of Shakisha in Defuniac Springs. I think of Nicole, who's like amazing at Destin um, Middle School. I mean, these are people that have in just very short periods of time, I feel like are fantastic ambassadors for your program. They are so passionate about what you guys are doing. It's like getting that really great testimonial from a waiter. I don't want to say that those people are like that. I'm not drawing any like some similarities there, but it's like that person is like, oh my gosh, I eat this. I do this. I do that. I mean, your people are like walking ambassadors because they truly believe in what they're doing with the kids there. Mission-driven people and mission-driven intentional impact are it for us. If we don't have the right people on the bus, we're just not going to have the right effect and the right impact on people. We're dealing with, to, in my opinion, again, the most important thing in the world, and it's young people, it's children. And we can't make mistakes. We can't have days off where, you know, and have laps and judgments and things like that. We, we almost have to be perfect at what we do. And we, we set a tone within the organization that this is our mission and we're going to do it. And we're going to try to do it as well as we can. Well, it's a fantastic team and 
we've just been so impressed with everybody on your team and they are just living, breathing the mission. And I think that's speaks a lot about what you guys are building there. Let's talk about something fun. Okay. Okay. So one of the ways, so obviously we're going to do the giving Tuesday links at the agency. We are participating in that. We're making a donation on giving Tuesday. We are challenging all of our clients to support the boys and girls club and make a donation. And then we're going to share it across all the platforms as well. We're going to support uh, what your effort with the boys and girls of our community, but let's talk about Mac and cheese fest because we're really excited to be on your team to help with Mark and Mac and Cheese Fest. It's March the 7th, 2021. It's outdoors at the Destin Commons. It is the hotness for the food event, food festivals in the, you know, in, across the entire destination. We're so stoked about it. We're going to have some fun judges. We're going to have some great vendors. You're going to be able to get a cool t-shirt. Like all of that's cool, but it all benefits your mission at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, it does. Uh, when when this idea came up a few years ago, I mean, I like mac and cheese. I'm not I'm not crazy about it, but there is a sector of our society that is crazy about like it is a religion almost. And I've seen that the last couple of years with uh, with people that have attended and people that have begged to be judges and want to be involved and things like that. So, and you know, it's it's a to me, it's a family fun side dish. Mac mm-hmm. and cheese. I mean, kid, it, it's kid centric. What kid doesn't love mac and cheese? It, it's it's been an awesome event for us the last couple of years, and thanks to Destin Commons for hosting it and partnering with us every year, and to all the vendors that come out and all the restaurants and the volunteers, and and it's it's family friendly, and you know, and right now when you're looking at doing stuff with your family. In group settings, safety is a big thing right now with everything going on. And it's going to be an outdoor event spread out throughout the commons. And we're going to take whatever precautions we can to ensure that it is safe and fun. Again, you know, we talked about fun. If adults aren't having fun, we'll have music. We'll have tons of mac and cheese. We'll have activities. I hoping the weather is going to be perfect. And it's just a day to get out and, and carb up a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's great. No, we've already arranged it. The weather's going to be great. Like it's, <laughs> it's going to be fun. So we're really looking forward to it. So something new this year with Mac and cheese is your opportunity to actually, and this is something that people, you guys have been talking about for a couple of years, but um, a new ticket. So instead of VIP, it's VIC. So very important cheese heads out there. You're going to want like this ticket because it gets you the wristband. It gets you a t-shirt. It gets you a beer. So it's really an adult ticket. And it also gets you some like um, covered seating, you know, which is nice to have depending on what the weather situation is going to be like. Totally sunny, amazing, probably 70 degrees is what I'm expecting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're going to want to get those tickets. They're on sale now. It's for March the 7th. If you are like a diehard festival goer, this is a great gift for the holidays. You can buy like a pack of four and go as friends and get them now. They're, it's a great gift. We're really excited about it. I love love mac and cheese. So yeah. And I learned something new. I, I I like to cook and I learned something new every year about like new things to put in mac and cheese. It's just that the possibilities are endless. I mean, absolutely endless. A couple years ago, uh, the Okaloosa Island fire department did one with pulled pork and smoked chicken and brisket in it. It was just like the meat trifecta of mac and cheese. And it was just like, 
it's it's good stuff but you got you got pace yourself i know i do like i take one bite of each one or, or i'm gonna have to take a nap halfway through the event <laughs> so ooh, we should have like a nap area where you could like i don't know we'll talk about that offline <laughs> like <Yeah>. a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much i know we crammed a lot in here but the boys and girls club mission and what you guys are doing in our community it has these enormous ripples and longevity and we just want to make sure that we're getting that out there to as many people and so everyone knows about mac and cheese and this ticket this this vic ticket because those will sell out so there are general admission tickets there are kid tickets we're going to link to everything um and then you know giving tuesday is is coming up and and please consider are taking care of the kids in our community because they're going to take care of us one day so well thanks for having me thanks for letting me talk about one of my favorite things in the world i I love our mission a lot of folks here support our mission and and our young people and thank you all for doing that and we look forward to what the days coming up are going to do for us and, and our young people across the emerald coast well, we have responsibilities to our kids and thank you for everything you do uh, for our community through the kids. And thanks for being a guest. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, guys. So we're going to give you lots of information here, but basically if you need more and we're not, you know, giving it to you fast enough, or if you have questions for Shervin, you can email them to us. Hello at francisroy.com. We're blowing it up across social media, the Giving Tuesday links, the mac and cheese tickets, the whole deal. And next week, we're going to be back with a new guest. Thanks for hanging in there with us. See you on Monday. Mm -hmm.